Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Amen, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and we share with you the, the face, face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant by that same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and never enjoy his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today I have an awesome Cajun Catholic I'm very close with, work with, Miss Rachel Kale. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you, Todd. I think Rachel's from Henderson, Louisiana, Cecilia area, and just a hotbed for Cajun Catholics. So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Henderson. I was fortunate enough to grow up with a, in a Catholic faith. Uh, my parents were amazing, both my mother and my father. We attended Mass, you know, weekly. During Lent, we uh, prayed rosaries together on our knees. As growing up, and eventually, you know, I got married and moved out, and I tried to incorporate that same faith within my home. My husband at the time and I had both made Crisillo and started our journey of getting closer to God and introduced to our children the same faith. With we uh, On Sundays, we all knelt down in the living room and did the rosary together, which was, uh, for me, was heartwarming as a mother because my goal in life um, was always to have a holy family and to try to live as much as I could, as Christ-like, because we're all walking the image of Christ. And I wanted to instill that in my children, and it was, it was my passion. It still, is my pa- it still is my passion. It would be my passion until the, the day I close my eyes. So, Rachel, I know you have, uh, if for those of you who know McGee's Landing in Henderson, and, uh, you know, that's their family, and um, Rachel's uh, dad and her mom recently deceased, you know, they, they were amazing Cajun Catholics. Uh, her dad has a, an, an amazing devotion to the Catholic Church and uh, supernatural, I would even say. And uh, tell me about, again, did you know your grandparents? Where did all the faith come from in your family? I would say more so I remember my grandmother, my dad's mother. She lived like right next door to church. All his siblings were all altar servers, which uh, my children and I had like three of mine were also altar servers, which was a, for me as a great accomplishment for a child. I, my mother, my grandmother instilled in me, I can remember going to sleep with her and uh, as a young child and growing up and I was afraid because I'd, I'd hear these little beads going through the night. Mm-hmm. And you'd look in her bedroom, and the, the way their bedrooms were, were made, you could see one another, and uh, I could see the little glow-in-the-dark beads, and it was scary. But, you know, I, she, she taught us all the rosary, and she spoke nothing but French. At one point in time, I didn't know some of it in French, but I've lost that. She was a great inspiration for me and my faith, and my parents, my mother. She was amazing, uh, along with my father. I was blessed to be in that, grow up in that environment. That's really cool, you know. I mean, uh Again, you know, the Henderson, Cecilia area, there's so many strong Catholics. And uh, I know St. Joseph's Church and St. Rosalima in that area, you know, that it's just a hotbed. We had Father Kale on the show not long ago, and it's a special place. What makes it so special? I don't know. It's a small town, you know, and if you, if you get involved in the community and the church community, it's, um, you know, you're giving. It's, it's part of our journey. We have to give, and uh, we have a lot of giving and hardworking, good-hearted people, good Christians in our area. Just good people. There's no question. You know, when you hear Cajun Catholics, what do you, what's, what do you think of? I mean, that's uh, what comes to your mind. The real deal. You know? 
I know for me, and I, I try to encircle my, myself with uh, friends that are um, spiritual and that can help me grow along my journey because, you know, we're on a journey and each day, I mean, God brings us down a path. It might be rough, you know, and if we have those people in our circle that can walk right along with us, it's to inspire us, to give us hope, to give us faith, to give us love. And, you know, it's, it's, it's about getting where we're going. We're all going to the same place. Mm-hmm. So what is the earliest age, really? You, you mentioned some of your memories, and, and I know that you made Chrissy, and it was profound. Tell me a little bit about who sponsored you and, and how that came about. Well, I was working at Hub City. Uh, my first um, request as a sponsor was your mother, actually. And um, she inspired me. She was a great inspiration for me. Um, she was like a spiritual mother for me at work. And she was very busy at the time and asked me to ask uh, Miss Georgie Blakely, which was a professor at that time, which I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, most, it was one of the most, I can't even find the right word because it was so inspiring for me. It was, it was, it was a turning point in my life. I, was, I feel as though I was on my journey before. I was involved in the church. I was singing in the choir. I was... Um, at one point in time, I directed the choir for about five years, but it, it, it gave me a sense of understanding of life. You know, I understood more so my purpose. I understood why God gave us trials and, and that my purpose there was to embrace that trial because it was through that trial that I was going to gain the strength I was praying for, the trust I was seeking for, and... Um, the love and safety, just to know that I'm, I'm okay, and I know Jesus is watching over me at all times. And because um, you know we go through life, and there's scary times in it, but it's you know just believing and trusting and embracing your journey and embracing what God's sending to you. And for me, I always remember it was searching for the treasure, mm-hmm. searching for the treasure that He was trying to show us. And if we could all you know instill and embrace these trials. And know that, you know, it's coming to us for a reason. It's not, not to hurt us. It's to, it's to help us. It's to help us grow. It's to get closer to him. That was, that was one of the greatest things I learned through Garcia. I understood. You know, I understood the love of cars. You know, Garcia, for me, is a foundation for the rest of your life. And, um, and you know that trials are going to come. And I think it's there to help you get, get like you said, get through those things. I've had a front row seat to Rachel's life. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I ask my girls and whoever, you know, who's the most confident woman that you know? And I, and I always come back to Rachel for me because, you know, I, I see she's such a strong I'll say Cajun woman because, uh, you know, being from Henderson, that's, that's how I look at Rachel as a strong Cajun Catholic, maybe the strongest woman I know. And she's been through a lot of trials in her life. Uh, and I think she's going to share some of that with us today because, um, you know, she's had her unfair share, but she's always handled it with grace. And I'm, I'm so proud of her for that. Uh, but, you know, tell, tell our listeners what you've been through a little bit in, in your life. Well, I'll kind of spin off from the Crucio, um after we made Crisio, we started practicing natural family planning, and um, I had my first Crisio baby, and it was a bit of a struggle. I almost lost him three times, but you know I, I debated on the name, and I decided to call him Christopher, because Christopher was it meant Christ barrier. So we had our little Christopher. He came early. Um, 
probably almost lost him twice before I gave birth to him. About eight months into my pregnancy, I got hit from behind. I went into premature labor. Almost lost him again, but the Lord spared him. He was, he was coming for a reason. And this is going to be difficult. I'm yes, going to hang okay. Take Lord. your time. <laughs> we, we were blessed with little Chris, and um, we were grateful to have him for 22 years. But back in February of 2015, he committed suicide. suicide. It was right before Lent. He was going through some depression, and uh, we did all we could, all we could as, a, as parents and got him some help. Things got better, but he fell short again, and he took his life. But for that, it was right before Lent, and for me, this was one of the most important things I was going through. You're, you're in a numb state of mind. You don't understand why. And of course, we don't question God why, because he has his purposes. And it was through his death, I began my Lenten. We began, we began Lent. But as hard as I can say this, it was just one of the most amazing Lents that I'd ever endured. I, I did this, uh, Todd shared with me with this daily meditation called The Journey of Life. It was, it was a story of Jesus's time on Calvary and his whole time during Lent. And for me, I was Mary. I was the mother Mary, and I gave my child, my Christ barrier child, to him. But by embracing it in that fashion, I understood why the Lord was doing this, because after that Lent, we went through it all, and day after day, you know, grieving is, is it comes in all sizes, shapes, and forms. You don't know what's going to hit you one day or the, to the next. But the Lord was amazing. He gave my family, my children, the strength to endure what we were going through. And I shared with each and every one of them and all my family members, guys, I know the Lord took him, but he took him for a reason. There was a lot of um, issues going on in our community with drugs. Uh, you know, I sat with my son before he did it and he shared with me, he was crying. He was losing all of his friends to drugs, and he got wrapped up in it. But I feel in my heart that the Lord took him for a reason to spare many others' lives. I've watched miracles with all his friends. I have one becoming a deacon. Um, they all turned their lives around. They're all living great lives now. They, they come back to me. They come visit with me because they know that Chris has made a difference in their life. His death made a difference in their lives. And that's what we need to focus on. When these things happen, it's not about what's, you know, it, it's, it's about the miracles. It's about the treasure in each trial God sends our way. Because they're, but you just have to search for him. You have to sit quietly and look for him. He's around, it's all around. The Lord does things in mysterious ways the glory of God and I've you know uh, I know it's even it's changed my life you know I, it brought me to a deeper spiritual level which I feel blessed with you know and I, I don't I don't fuss at God or get angry at God for my trials I thank him because it's through those trials that brought me to where I am today and I'm able to share 
and instill in my children, you know, what life is truly about, our true purposes. What are we brought here for? And are we serving God as he designed us to? You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Miss Rachel Kale. Um, just got me crying over here. Um, you know, I, we, um, we're close, and um, Rachel is just a beautiful human being, a beautiful soul, a beautiful uh, advocate for the Cajun Catholics all over Acadiana, and a, and a great example to our families and to all the women in Acadiana, you know, for sure. And, you know, um, we talked a little bit about coming over here, this, that we, we've seen suicide firsthand. You know, I know you've got other other friends and family that you know of that, that this has happened to even recently. And, you know, help us to understand what, what, what it is that we can do to support uh, families and, you know, that, that go through this. Prayer, 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 prayer. You know, I know for me, um, at the very beginning when it did happen, I was overwhelmed with the support. Um, just, I, I'm, I'm speechless right here. Um, just everything. I mean, mm-hmm. the community came out unbelievably. Um, there wasn't a thing that we heard for because I know in my heart that, you know, we're godly people. We're going to do what's right. We're going to try to do our best to live, a, you know, the best we can in life. But prayer was the most important thing for me. Um, just that was what when they asked me, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. And all I, my answer was always prayer. Share a little bit, Rachel. Um, you know, we call it a ping at Garcia when the Holy Spirit, you know, has a little supernatural touch, but I know you've had some experiences with, with Chris and through his death, and maybe share a little bit about some of the family and what, what they've experienced. Um, geez. <laughs> well, I, this is kind of a funny one. I can share this one. because like, it, it kind of involves my whole, all my children, and um, we built a shop. Uh, we call it the shop. And my um, younger, the, the kids, would, uh, they were all involved in high school football, cheerleading, dance team, you name it. So my house was kind of like uh, the hangout after the games, and the kids would come hang out. And we had, after Chris's death, this was a little form, a little, little it was um, little tykes form set for an infant, a toddler. And it would go off and make all kind of little sounds. Just, you know, if you'd press buttons, it would play songs or do like a chicken or whatever, and especially the boys would sit out in the shop and that that little toy was in there for my grandkids and had been in there a very long time probably seven eight years i know the batteries are probably all gone on it is corroded you open up it up and the batteries are corroded well spontaneously this little deal would go off constantly my kids with it they'd take it out the shop and they'd put it in the trash can and i'd get out in the morning and i'd i'd put it back in the shop i'd say boys why is the form outside again? Mm-hmm. Mom. My son would say, Mom, he said, my friends think we, we're crazy, like the shop is haunted. <laughs> I said, it's not haunted. I said, it's your brother, man. He's, it's Chris. He's, he's hanging out with you. He just wants to let you know he's around. But it just goes off every weird, at weird times. I said, it's him. I said, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. And I said, he's just hanging out with you guys. So that little toy went in and out of that shop several times, multiple times, and... Me, I liked it because I liked it let me know he was around. Mm-hmm. So I'd go put it back in the shop. And that went on for time and time and time again until finally 
we cleaned out the shop, and I don't know, it, it, it went back in the trash can again, but mom pulled it out the trash can again. So it's still in the shop, and it still goes off every now and then. That's just, for me, that's Jim just letting us know he's around. And I have another little story. Um, it involves actually your mom. Um, I was helping your brother, Scotty, and he went to uh, Office Depot and comes back with this little, it's a little button from Staples, I'm sorry. Is the easy button, and you press it, and it says, that's easy. <laughs> well, one day, I'm helping Scott, and the button went off. It go off by itself in my office twice that day, and I'm like, oh, somebody's visiting us, visiting us today. And I told Scotty, I said, you know what? I said, I think it's your mom. She's visiting us today, and every time it goes off, I feel like it's her or my mom or my son. So it's that's another little, just, you know, there. They're, they're around. Their bodies are gone, but their spirits are very much around. And we just got to, I know for me, I talk to them. You know, it's, sure. it's, um, it's okay. Some people are scared about it. but it's, For me, it's comforting um, just knowing that they're around us. And I, I know that they're, they're helping me. I know Chris. Chris, I ask him to drive along with me to work every morning or anywhere I go. I can share another little story. I was on I-10 one day, and I know it was him that grabbed the wheel. This car cut up right in front of me, and I had to get off of the highway because it hit me, and I was, I guess, sort of in his blind spot, and it was like, I just took a deep breath, and I'm like, oh, my God, son, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for sparing me because I, I would have been in a major wreck right there, and mm -hmm. I just, they do things for us. You just got to be able to see them, um, and I'm grateful that I can notice those things well thank you for sharing because i know it's tough and uh it's hard it's hard to talk about you know but i think it's good it's good for the soul you know and uh um you've just been such an inspiration to all of us at work and and all of your family oh, thank um you. so you know tell me a little bit about your prayer life you mentioned the rosary when you were a kid is that something that you do now and has your has your faith life changed over the years what, what's that look like uh well, the rosary was one of my um, apostolic, apostolic endeavors when I made Crucio was to do a daily rosary. And, um, you know, at times we go through things in life that you fall short from it, you stop it. And, um, but I, I, I do it on a daily basis. It's, it's been going on for years and years and years and years. Um, I'll wake up around 5 in the morning. Um, that's me and God's time, from about 5 to 5.45. I pray, I ask God to uh, journey along with me in my day and to be, you know, to keep me safe from any harm. Or, and I also ask him to protect my children and my family and friends in that manner. Um, I pray for all of my coworkers. And as you know, due, in, due to the fact of my son's suicide, I have a passion for praying for victims of suicide and a long list of people I know dear to me that have committed suicide in our community, um, coworkers, just anyone I can think of. I pray for them each day and offer my rosary up for them because I know that, you know, they need it. We have to pray for them. And I pray especially for the families that are left behind, that God grace them with the strength, the hope, and the love to endure the trial that they're, they're embracing because it's not an easy, it's not easy, but it can be if you journey in the right manner. 
it's never easy, but it's a lot easier to cope with. I was going to ask you, Rachel, um, you mentioned that that journey to Jerusalem was that 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 thing we all do for Lent, and it is beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful. And you mentioned Mary, and I do, yeah, I mean, I can totally see uh, you emulating Mary. And she gives a lot of advice to the, to all of our employees. Rachel's really a mentor to so many employees, and I know we've got some coming around that are going to make Garcia that she's going to sponsor and whatnot. But uh, what do you see with the youth? I mean, you think that they're, it's it's strong. You think that, that our, our community moving forward is uh, they got their heads in the right place? You got you a lot know, of kids. Yeah, I do have a lot of kids. <laughs> uh, natural family planning, that brings about that. Um, but I wouldn't have had any other way. I feel blessed to be able to have spent my life in that fashion. The kids today I find more so, uh, if you want to compare them to the kids in my age, I've, of course, I mean, again, I was surrounded by good people. So well, most of my friends were all Catholic, and we all prayed, and we all went attended Mass. But I don't know that we were in tuned so much as, I don't know, I find like, you know, especially with my children and their friends, and we were kind of like afraid to talk about God. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's it's funny just, you know, just within my my household, I just sent one off to college, and um, I told him he was his first week in college in New Orleans. He was a little shook up. I said, son. You and the Lord Jesus are going to get real close. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, I mean, the first day, Jesus killed me. He struggled the first couple of days, but by the third day, you know, I started reminding him of all the prayers, the little prayers. I said, pray, pray before you do anything, before you're on your way to school, or on your way to class, when you get in your truck, when you're looking for a parking spot. So he calls me by the Wednesday and he says, Ma, this prayer stuff is really working. <laughs> He said, St. Anthony is beyond on point with every parking spot. <laughs> he said, and I'm not as nervous anymore. He said, I'm doing great. He said, today's a great day. So, I mean, uh, you know, just observing my children and comparing them to, even though, you know, we, were, we grew up in a Catholic faith, a Catholic household, I don't remember us as siblings, you know, talking about God unless, you know, we went to church. That was about it. You know, mm-hmm. and we prayed the rosary. And, you know, my mom was always reminding us, constantly and I, I kind of do the same thing with my kids i tell them you can call me holy roly you can call me what you want but it don't matter <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, this is the way i live that's how i survive you know because we know that you know without like i said if jesus is not walking beside me i'm i'm not walking we we wanted to bring rachel's father on the show because uh, he is an awesome <clears throat> cajun catholic and uh Tell me a little bit about your dad. Tell tell the audience, you know, what what if they've never met your father, what what kind of person he is, and maybe share some of that those French things he talks about. Oh God, <laughs> he's a very humbling. Um, I call him little old man. He's my little old man. Um, my mom passed away about uh, see, fifteen four years ago. They'll, yeah, just past four years, and um, he was always very spiritual. Um, had a very um, just deep, deep, deep spirituality and was not afraid to talk about the Lord and to recognize the Lord's presence and, and just, he, he, he tells good stories. <laughs> God, I'm kind of buying it out. Let's see. 
I know he's uh, he, he's a, he's a strong man in his faith. And he, you know, and I'll tell him like some days I'll pick him up to bring him to mass, and I'll call him some days, and he's kind of like tired or whatever. And he says, "Bev, I'm just gonna pray here today." He says, "You know, I pray all day long." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I can sit out here. He feeds. He loves animals. Um, he feeds the birds. He feeds the." We kid him because I tell him he's like uh, Noah Noah's Ark and Henderson because every stray animal or dog, cat, we've had chickens show up, we've had rabbits show up, um, and he, I remember the story about the rabbit. I, rabbit, I got there one day and he says, "Bev, don't think I'm crazy." He said, "But I saw a rabbit under the tree today." He said, "And, and I saw it again." I said, "Pop, you building that ark?" I said, you have all these animals coming. He said, but he said, I, I warmed it up some carrots. He said, I put it. He get these animals to come to his feet. Chickens. I mean, the, uh, the rabbits. It's, it's just funny. He, he um, his cat came in and he couldn't, the cat was pregnant. And he took the cat and he set it up a bed, let it have its kittens. Because he couldn't, he, didn't, he was worried about the kittens. And he said, yeah, God says this this cat over here, he said, I can't just leave it. I have to take care of it. That's God's creature. And every day he'd fuss about cleaning the little cage and all, but he, he did it until he called um, the pound and they picked him up. But I joke about him all the time because he's he's such a giver. He's the rock. He's not a taker. He's um, he's definitely a giver. He'd give the shirt off his back to anyone. How old's your dad? He's 85. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, well, we just have a, a minute or so left on the show, Rachel. Um, I think you should recognize some of the priests that, that got you through these tough times. You know, I know um, I know a little bit of those stories, but who, who was instrumental in the, in the faith for you? Um, Father Ted, Father Ted Broussard. He yeah. was, um, I guess, in the midst of a marriage. He was he counseled us both um, through our marriage and assisted me. And I'm working on my annulment at this point in time. Um, he was a big help to me. Um, at the time, I was uh, directing the choir, and I was he was I was using him as spiritual direction. But also prior to him was Father Fry. Mm -hmm. He was amazing. He's a legend. <clears throat> he was a legend. I got some good little stories with him. But um, I went to spiritual direction with him for probably about six or seven years, and then he he, he stopped doing it, and I started using Father Ted. And um, when Father Ted left us. Father McIntyre was uh, my next one. He mm -hmm. um, he was there for the for myself and my family when my son took his life and gave me a lot of hope. You know, he he gave me a lot of hope and a lot of strength. And I can remember joining, introducing myself to him on a personal level after it was all done, and kind of going to him for spiritual for spiritual direction. Um, and I can remember kind of sharing him some of my story, and he says my God, you have so much hope. And I'm like, well, Father, it's, it's, I'm going to give it all I have. I have to give it all, my, all I have for the sake of my family. I said, my, you know, my endeavor is for an unholy family, and I have to believe that I have to do everything I can do. And I'm going to know when it's time to stop. That's and awesome. um, he, he kind of gave me, walked me through the strength, helped me do what I needed to do. 
Well, Rachel, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, unfortunately, we out of time. We could talk forever. Um, you just, uh, I love you so much. Uh, I, you know, I really appreciate all that you've done for our family and for your family and for the family of Up City Ford. And uh, I thank you for being here today. You're quite welcome, Todd. And I mean, the feeling is mutual. I love you guys. You're like my brothers. Um, I used to kid all the time. I tell your mom, don't worry, I got the boys. <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep them in line, keep them between that yellow line. And I try my best. I love you guys. I mean, I treat you guys like my own brothers. And it, to me, you guys are family. You know, of course. Um, of course. Your well, mother and your father were great um, mentors to be a. I loved your dad. Well, thank you for being on the show again today. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless. See you next time. <laughs>